Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. It's been a hot minute since I recorded an episode, and that's because I've been off in babyland for the past, I think, five weeks now, six weeks since I've recorded an episode. So I wanted to give you a bit of an update on how it's all going. This is more of a personal update, but of course, there are some astrological reflections involved. And I'm bringing my beautiful husband, Carlos, on for a chat as well, as this is his first time in the newborn bubble. So he has a different perspective to me. And, you know, people love to hear his beautiful accent. So I had to bring him back. (laughs) Um, But bear in mind that we're only a few weeks in. So our little Baba is only five weeks old. So we're very fresh and very sleep deprived. But let's Let's dive in and let you know what is going on in Babyland. Okay, so welcome back to the show, Carlos. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, Thank you very much for having me again. Oh, that voice. Okay, so let's dive in. We're not going to give you the the full birth report, but... A few weeks ago, during Taurus season, of course, our little bundle of joy, who we've called Fernando James, was born via elective C-section. So it was a C-section because I had some complications in the birth of my first child, George, which was 10 years ago now. And that meant that the chances of having a successful labor and natural delivery are very small. So this was the safest option. But having a planned Caesar gives some interesting astrological implications because we had a little bit more control over the day and time of his birth. And we had to have a conversation with our obstetrician as well, which we'll go into shortly. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty of all the astro stuff, let's have a chat about how it's all going so far. So for me, it's been a roller coaster of emotions The physical pain and frustration, which happens after most births. So one day I'm feeling full of energy, like I can go hike up a hill or whatever. And other days I'm glued to the couch and I can't move because I'm so exhausted or I'm in pain. But the more time that passes since the birth, the less pain I'm feeling, which is awesome. But recovering from something like major abdominal surgery is still no joke and I think it's really easy to forget that a C-section is major surgery because we're so focused on the baby and looking after the baby and making sure the baby's okay. But you really do need to take it easy afterwards and allow your body to recover or you absolutely feel those consequences. So I'm really lucky that I've had Carlos home with me helping with everything since the birth. So how are you feeling about everything a few weeks into the baby bubble? Is it what you expected? I feel amazing. 
Uh, yes, definitely, and even more. You need to be there living the process to feel the intensity and to understand why is the biggest gift is creating a life. It's just still, uh, still in this magic bubble, uh, living this day by day, and it's the most beautiful thing ever. Is the sleep what you thought it would be? The sleep deprivation as bad as you thought it would be? No, I think it's been... It's hard, of course, but I, it's been okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you don't have to do the feedings. So it's okay. <laughs> All right, so what were some things that surprised you or, you know, delighted you about the whole pregnancy and birth process? I think everything. I think it's been like a package of emotions. It's been the pregnancy, being next to Sophia, and watching this beautiful woman changing day by day and uh, shining like her skin, her hair, her body, all these beautiful changes. And it, it was fascinating. It just the most amazing. Yeah, it just, I was still struggling to find the right words to describe this beautiful process. It just, yeah, it still fascinates me. Yeah. And what about the baby? What about... What about him? Oh my God. Holding him when we were in the Caesarea and when he started crying and when we were holding him, touching him, feeling him, and smelling him, it's just wow. Yes, it was beautiful. Yes, and a beautiful sensation. It's just an emotion. Yeah, it's just a mix of everything. Yeah, it definitely was an emotional process. The birth itself is always an emotional process, but I think, yeah, it's kind of like an overwhelming, overwhelming love is how I always, like, how I felt when, he, when he arrived. It's very intense, but there's just so much happiness and love around you. And you see this little tiny baby, this so fragile, so delicate, so beautiful. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the astrology. So... Carlos knows that the day and the time of Fernando's birth was really important to me because I was worried about him being born around a south node eclipse. So that was what was happening in May in that Taurus season time. Obviously, I can't, as an astrologer or as a human, I can't fully control the date and time he decides to come out because babies have a mind of their own. They have their own process. But I could help decide the date of the C-section, so, or at least, you know, the planned date of the C-section. So we actually had to have a chat with our obstetrician about that because he'd suggested that we do the operation on May 5th, which was the day before the eclipse here in Australia, the day of the eclipse, if you're, um, if you're in other parts of the world. Now, if you can help it at all, most astrologers would tell you to avoid having major surgery on or around an eclipse. You want to give yourself probably at least three days either side because it's quite volatile energy, especially when it's a south node or a, a decreasing of something energy. Eclipses tend, as a, if you've listened to any of my eclipse episodes before, I have said before that eclipses have kind of a cutting energy. They often are you know, they're like a clearing out, especially a south node eclipse. So, but because that there's that volatile energy there, you really don't want to have any kind of major events scheduled around that time because you just don't know 
what's going to happen. So it's not ideal. It's not also from another aspect, it's not ideal to have a baby when the moon is on the south node because it can indicate issues to do with the mother-child relationship or the bond. And that's not always the case, but it can happen. So that's another reason I wanted to avoid that day if possible. So we talked to the obstetrician and he agreed to do the delivery or to you know plan the delivery a few days earlier, which was amazing and definitely put my mind at ease. How did you feel about that? About that whole process of changing, not changing the date, but like choosing the date? Okay, I was very happy to be able to share that with Sophia when she told me she wanted to choose a date. But of course, I needed to have the talk with the professional, the obstetrician, and to have a peace of mind. And when he, he gave us his professional mm-hmm. opinion about the baby was going to be okay, everything was going to be okay, and the 38 weeks, it mm. just would yeah. be fine. To be honest, half that was giving me a better peace of mind. Yes. Yes. That was my only concern, yeah. You were worried that we would, we didn't want to take him out too early, That's obviously. That's right. Yes. Of course, I was worried about that, but once you sit down and you have a chat with a professional and they, you, we were asking, we did, I don't remember how many questions. <laughs> Lots of questions. <laughs> yes, I know. But at the end of the appointment, everything was okay. I was happy. Sophia was happy. Everyone was happy. He was happy and it all went smoothly on the day, right? Everything kind of yes. worked out quite, was quite straightforward, other than a couple of things that happened in the actual delivery room. But that's okay because there was nothing too dramatic, nothing too, no. like it was all pretty smooth. So yes. that was good. And because I knew the operation was going to be early in the morning because the, the obstetrician usually does his surgeries first thing in the morning, I had expected that the baby would be based on my, you know, assumption of when the day would start, um, I assumed that he would be a Gemini rising. But it turned out that the operation was earlier than I expected. So we actually went in there earlier than I had expected. So he made it through on the final degree of Taurus rising. So 29 degrees of Taurus, which the 29th degree of any sign is, is also known as the anoretic degree. And if you have 29 degrees or zero degrees for that matter, of anything in your chart, this is a really important point because the last degree and the first degree of a sign has special power. The first and last degree of any zodiac sign is considered to be a critical degree. So that means a planet that is at zero degrees of any sign is considered to be the most pure expression of that zodiac sign. While something at the final degree, like a planet or a point, in this case, the ascendant, a planet at or point at the final degree of or 29 degrees has a knowingness about it. It's very skilled in that sign. It's a master of that sign. So having a key point at 29 degrees of Taurus means that this little guy has some lesson to do with the completion of Taurus-like things. So that could be related to the material realm, things like money, property, the physical body or the senses, beauty and art. Those are Taurian things. And having his rising sign in Taurus means the sun, which was also in Taurus at the time of his birth, is in his first house of identity. So the sun is in his first house, which gives 
an extra strong Taurian personality. So he's a double Taurus. This is already coming through. Even though he's only five weeks old, he's already showing signs of appreciating his food very much (laughs) and his sleep a lot, which are both very Taurian things. They love to eat and sleep. But an aspect of the Taurus personality to be aware of is their resistance to change. So it can be harder for Taurus types to adapt and to go with the flow or to try something new because they like doing things a certain way and they can get a little bit stuck in their patterns and ways of doing things. So we might find, although we don't want to typecast him this early in life, but we might find that he's quite stubborn, quite a stubborn little kid, or he has some issues dealing with change. But having that sun in the first house also gives people a bit more light on them, so to speak. So, you know, if you have your sun sign in your first house or you have the same rising sign and sun sign, you're often a little more out there or visible and people tend to remember you kind of like the Leo rising types who have the sun ruling their first house. So there is sun, there is light on that first house always. There's light on that personality. There's a focus on the personality. So this is all really interesting stuff to know about our little person, but it's important that we obviously let his personality develop on its own. And as parents, I think it's really helpful to know these things, but Like I said, we can't push them onto our kids as a bit of a label. Like we have to, it's good for us to be aware of it, but not to kind of push those traits onto the kids to let them develop their own personality. How do you feel about all this when it comes to like knowing more about, you know, the astrology of your child or their personality traits so early on? Do you think it's a good thing or do you think it's kind of a bit of a slippery slope, like a little bit? Are you worried that we're going to kind of make him more Taurian because we know that he's a double Taurus? Is that something that you would be worried about? Oh, I like it. It's fascinating. I don't think it's anything that's going to make me worry about it. It's just it's interesting to know a little bit more about the little personality and the, all these things and learn how to navigate and go through all this. Yeah, well, I think as he gets a little bit older and we can start to see more of his personality come out, we'll notice these things more. But the cool thing, I guess, you know, that I know about astrology and how family charts work is usually the parents and the child have some connection in their chart. So there is some aspect in the chart or aspects that connect the family together in different ways. And Fernando, the baby, has you know, this lovely double Taurus aspect. And Carlos has the moon in Taurus and I have um, a Taurus rising. And he was born almost right on the degree of my Taurus rising in in terms of the sun was almost at the same degree, like one degree away from my Taurus rising. So there's quite a strong astro connection there. And Carlos has his moon in Taurus, which, you know, brings that kind of emotional connection to Taurian energy. So I want to just talk about what I've observed about you during this process because I know that astro connection. So I noticed that you really love that, you know, the physical touch, the sensations of the newborn bubble. Like you love to hold him, smell him, feel him breathing. All of that stuff is so delicious about newborns. Like most people love that stuff, but you just really savor it like every little smell, every little, you know, every little touch, you love it so much. 
And I think that's really a reflection of that Taurus moon, which takes great comfort and pleasure from those little physical senses, those little, not necessarily little, but the physical senses, like it takes great interest and pleasure in that. So does that feel aligned for you? Does that feel right? Oh, definitely. Love just sitting down or lying next to him and just watching him breathing, sleeping, uh, when Sophia is feeding him and just holding him and smelling him, uh, kissing him, feeling his skin. When he is sleeping on my chest, his breathing, his little movements, is, is wow, it's just it's fascinating. It's just, I like it so much, just watching him, feeling him, just this little person, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> nice. But is there anything you've noticed about me in this process? Like how I interact with the baby or anything that, you know? Oh, I love the way that you talk to him. How you go around the house, doing little jobs, holding him. And he loves that. He's like a, I don't know, it's like a, he's in this little roller coaster going up and down. And you're just walking around doing all these little jobs and you're talking to him or you're singing to him. And you just melt my heart. I just love it so much. Well, there you go. I think that wraps up our little newborn chat. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No? <laughs> 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 no, you just want to go have a nap now, yes. Me? No, we both need a nap. Oh, no. I yeah. need to go. We've got, the li- we've got him. He's been sleeping through Fernandes, this whole thing. Yeah, he's here next to us having a little nap, and I've just been checking on him. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you so much for having me again, Amorcito. <laughs> thank you. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at Sophia Palace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.